Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. All right, thanks for joining us on The Bigger Picture. And we are getting things underway in the second half of the year. So where should investors be looking at in terms of the broad themes that they should be investing in? And to help us out, we've got Pierre Chatres. He is the Fixed Income Investment Director for MNG Investments. Pierre, thanks for joining us on the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Hey, so let's talk about what we should be keeping on our radar. And of course, the US economy is one of the big ones. And we've been hearing about how we might be getting a recession around the corner. It's been something we're hearing for the good part of the year. Are we going to see a recession, Pierre? Yes, you're right. That is still kind of one of the fundamental issues for the the world economy. We often say that this is uh, the most anticipated recession that hasn't Mm. yet, um, that hasn't yet materialized. And the reason why a lot of economists predict a recession is, of course, because interest rates have hiked, have increased so rapidly over the last 12 months. And if you look at history, you know, most monetary tightening cycles don't end well. Uh, but, um, but, but there are also good reasons to believe that this time could be different. And we've seen, you know, the U.S. economy be very resilient um, so far. So um, and, and you're now starting to see inflation come down as well. So there are reasons, in our view, to be to be optimistic. Yeah, you mentioned the U.S. economy being resilient. What are some of the indicators they are looking at? Yeah, so for the most part, if you look at um, corporate profits, for example, they continue to surprise um, on the upside, and uh, the labor market um, as well. You know, labor market, and this is in the U.S., but on, but also across the world, um, labor markets are extremely tight, which means essentially unemployment rates um, are low. And, um, and if, if households think that they have a pretty good chance of keeping their jobs, they're, they're going to they're gonna keep spending. And that's what we've seen um, until now. Yeah, and we've seen some signs of inflation moderating. Is that enough to give um, the idea that maybe the Fed just needs to hike one more time? We're getting there. Um, yeah, as you say, last week's inflation report was um, showed that inflation is coming down uh, mm-hmm. across the board. There were very some, some very positive signs there. I think, again, this is a phenomenon that we've seen in, uh, in many developed markets and, and even in Singapore to some extent is the core inflation probably remains a little bit too high. So a lot of the inflation that we or the deflation that we've seen or the disinflation that we've seen recently is because of lower commodity and food prices. If you exclude those, inflation probably still remains a bit too high for, for the Federal Reserve, and it probably means they're going to need to hike maybe one more time in July. September is still undecided if they need to hike once more. Right, so it sounds like it could be a long, dragged-out affair. Um, this slowdown could happen, but it would take a long time. Yeah, the slowdown could happen, and it could take a long time, or we still think we, we could get a, a soft landing uh, of the U.S. Um, economy, which means that uh, growth will be, will be low. But, uh, for example, unemployment rates will, will stay low. And, um, and at some point, the U.S. Federal Reserve will be, to, will be able to normalize interest rates. So take interest rates from you know, above five back to closer to normal um, levels of interest rates for the economy, which is probably somewhere around two and a half and three and a half percent. And, and, and a big recession can still be avoided, in our view. Mm, yeah, Pierre, the other narrative that's been playing out this year has been the China reopening story. Not as strong as what some are hoping for. In fact, there's a lot of pessimism now coming back into the Chinese story. What do you make of it? Is it going to get better from here? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. I think um, 
the first quarter of, of this year, if you look at economic data in China, was relatively robust as uh, you had uh, the, the effect from the reopening. And that reopening effect does seem to have lost a bit of, of momentum, dragged down by still the, the property sector, which remains quite large um, in China, and, and confidence hasn't really come back there. Um, domestic spending has also been weak. I think um, China has also suffered in part because of um, the, the, the global um, slowdown in terms of the, the industrial slowdown and, and exports have been also relatively slow. So, um, so, so yeah, it hasn't been really the, the growth that we anticipated. Now we're still looking at, you know, somewhere around three to 5% of real GDP growth in China for 2023. And, and a lot of, a lot of developed economies would still be would still be envious of, of that kind of growth, but it, but it's true that at this point it remains below where um, where many economists expected. All right, so a bit of sluggish growth in China and to certain extent the U.S. as well. But on the other hand, it seems like brighter spots in Japan. So what's the story here? Why is Japan doing so well? Yeah, so J- Japan is really. It's more of an equity story, and and of course um, we we talk about that a little bit less in fixed income. But uh, but it's true that the the mentality in terms of corporations seems to have changed. There seems to be quite important structural shifts in uh, in Japan. That means that uh, potentially the the three decades that we've seen of um, you know very low growth and negative um, inflation are potentially um, at a turnaround, that the much-needed adjustment um, in Japan <laughs> took many, a lot, many years to materialize. But, um, but we could be at a, a turning point there. And, um, and the equity markets have, um, have rallied in Japan quite strongly on the back of that. Within fixed income, I mean, as you know, the, well, or the, the Bank of Japan is still manipulating yields at, mm-hmm. at very low levels. And, uh, and therefore, uh, as fixed income investors, we're still quite cautious on Japan because, you know, if you look at the economy, one and a half percent real GDP growth rate, inflation above three percent for us, that would justify higher yields higher government bond yields, for example, than where they are today. But um, as we know, the Bank of Japan is still applying yield curve control, or in a, another way to put it is they're manipulating yields. So, so we're still quite cautious on Japan, um, and the yen has also been quite weak, um, as we know. Yeah, the yen has been quite weak, but at the same time, we've been seeing the US dollar showing some signs of weakness in the past few months. Um, how's, this, how's that going to play out for Asian markets, for Asian fixed investors, Fixed income investors, where should they be looking right now? Absolutely, and um, for example, the 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 U.S. dollar depreciation to some extent um, even was exacerbated last week. Um, Of course, when uh, U.S. inflation came out and it was lower than expected, that potentially means that uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve um, is going to have to hike less than expected. So interest rates in the U.S. should be lower than than initially anticipated, and that caused the dollar to to weaken further. And so we saw global currencies and, and Asia, um, I, would, I would definitely include their rally versus the U.S. dollar based on last, week, on last week's data. And if you look at year to date, the U.S. dollar is down already uh, is down around 10 percent, which is quite a significant move where we see value today in Asian currencies. It's still kind of the higher yielding currencies um, with strong fundamentals. And at this point, we would put 
uh, Indonesia, uh, the Indonesian rupee, and and the uh, and India uh, as well, the Indian currency as uh, as our favorites uh, mm. in that basket. Yeah, Pierre, what's behind the fundamentals behind Indonesia and India? Yeah, so in Indonesia, of course, uh, the the currency provides a very attractive level um, of interest rates. The the currency um, around you know fifteen thousand, in our view, is a good good entry point. Inflation has been extremely low and we think that um, at some point as well the Indonesian central bank um, could cut interest rates and again as a bond investors that's always positive for for the bonds when uh, when the central bank can start to cut rates that means the yields can come down mm. and, and you want to be own uh, local uh, local uh, local bonds in that scenario mm. and the uh, driving factors for India yeah so India I, I guess one of the positive tailwinds for India has been the the decline in commodity in commodity prices recently so India is a big commodity exporter so it was impacted last year from um, the, the the sharp spike in energy prices for example and now that it has that has softened that has been positive for for India and we also see very strong domestic growth in, in India as that middle class kind of um, becomes larger has more wealth we've also seen a pickup in Domestic demand for Indian uh, Indian bonds. Mm. So, uh, so because of all those factors, we're also positive on uh, on on the currency and and on Indian bonds. How much is affected in the terms of the China Plus One strategy, where you have investors trying to diversify away from China and putting investments into India? That has been a theme, uh, definitely, and we we've seen all of all of ASEAN to, to some extent uh, benefit from from that theme. And, from that theme, and, and it's possible that it's um, that's going to continue. Okay, that's a fantastic overview of where investors should be looking in the second half of the year. Vincent and Pierre Chatres, he is a fixed income investment director for MNG Investments. Pierre, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.